The Oscars are on Sunday, and all this week we're taking a closer look at some of the films that are nominated for Best Picture with the film's directors, writers, and target audience members. You're weighing in with your nominations. This is Blaine from San Antonio. I think Wes Anderson deserves the Oscar. Grand Budapest was engaging and unique, and I think it's his finest work to date. Good choice, Blaine. But today we're going to take a look at the film that tells the story of Stephen Hawking, not just as a great physicist, but as a husband in a marriage that faced its share of challenges. Leave me now. Are you going to talk about this or not? Excuse me, just go. Is that what you want? Yes, it is what I want, sir. Please, if, if you care about me at all, then please just go. I can't. I have two years to live. I need to work. I love you. you, you, that, you you've leapt to a, that's a false conclusion. Kristen Meinzer of the Movie Date podcast interviewed James Marsh, director of The Theory of Everything. Marsh began by explaining what drew him to the story and why, despite being a celebrated documentary filmmaker, he decided to shoot the film as a drama. One of the reasons I wanted to make the film was it wasn't a biography of Stephen Hawking and didn't attempt to be. It was a portrait of a relationship um, and, a, and a marriage. And that was, for me, much more interesting territory than a conventional biography. And I felt that actually... As a documentary filmmaker by background, in fact, a screenplay, a dramatic film, was a good way of exploring that part of his life in a way that you couldn't really with a documentary because you wouldn't have been there to document that marriage. And also I, I was very uh, intrigued by Jane Wilde, who became Jane Hawking, and the fact that the screenplay and the, and the story we were telling gave her an equal voice. And that felt to me to be the most important aspect of it in a way, to have a perspective from the person who cared for him and enabled many aspects of his life to continue as, as they did. Now, Jean Wilde, this is actually inspired by her memoir, is that right? That's correct. Her, her, this film was inspired by her second memoir, which was written quite a bit after they separated and, and divorced and had, a, 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 I guess, a more generous perspective on the, on the relationship. And I, I met with Jane several times before we made the film and went on a very interesting uh, tour around Cambridge with her where she was able to point out all the many impediments that she would encounter with Stephen and three children and how difficult it was at that time to get around Cambridge and she almost single-handedly made Cambridge a friendly place for disabled people. She seems in this movie like an incredible woman and Stephen Hawking also seems like an incredible human but not perfect. He seemed to display all the vast types of emotions and contradictions that we as humans display when we're in relationships. Indeed, and the relationship ends in failure, essentially. There's much to celebrate and, and in, enjoy about their steadfastness together. But like so many other relationships, it doesn't endure. And so, yes, it, it does try and show you an accurate portrait. And, and both Jane and Stephen separately have said that they find it to be broadly true. And Stephen, he actually played a role in this movie, which we don't necessarily see, but we hear. Can you tell us about that? Yes, well, we, we met with Stephen before the film went into production and got his approval for the screenplay. I'm not sure he was wild about the idea, um, given the provenance of the story, which was his ex-wife's uh, memoir. Mm -hmm. but, but he was able to understand that it was a dramatic film and was taking his story and telling it in very broad strokes. Um, he came to the film set when we were working on the film in Cambridge and I think enjoyed the scale of what we were doing. We, we, he came when the May Ball scene in the film um, was being staged. And then towards the end of the production, we had to show him the film and that was a, obviously a very nerve-wracking occasion. 
Um, and also it takes him quite a while to communicate. So after the screening was over, we had to wait quite a while, given the nature of how he communicates with his voice, to understand what he made of it. But his proclamation was that he found it to be broadly true and then volunteered his actual voice for us to use in the film. So he became almost a character in the film at that point. He was already, of course, in a fictional, dramatic way. Um, but the voice made a big difference to the way the film worked for me personally, and it changed the film in a very mysterious way. Um, so the voice you hear in the film is, in fact, Stephen's voice. And that felt like a, an endorsement to the film, too, that he was able to offer that to us. James Marsh, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. James Marsh is the Oscar-winning director of Man on Wire, also Project Nim, and the new film, The Theory of Everything. On Notes from America, we have conversations with people across the country about how we can truly become the nation that we claim to be. Each week, we talk about race, our politics, education, relationships, usually all of them, because everything's connected. And you, our listeners, are at the center of those conversations. I'm Kai Wright. Join me on Notes from America, wherever you get your podcasts.